Hello! No! That's your line. You say the hello. Darn it. Uh, hi. Oh, well, now. No, that's... yeah, we're doing it now. Oh, that's it. Hello! <laughs> okay, I, I stepped on your line there, sorry. Oh, threw me right off my groove. I know. Well, hello. There it is. And welcome to Academy Outcasts, a cinematic education from one friend to another. I am your co-host, Morgan Spatola. I'm your co-host, Thomas Jernigan, and uh, we're here to talk about board games today. Um, Wait, no. What's this podcast about? (laughs) It's about movies. Oh, movies. But sometimes they interchange, because we had Clue once. That's true. Sometimes they do do cross over. Sometimes, yeah, they have different... Uh, thematic elements. So, before we talk about movies, though, I just wanted to talk about this because I went out to eat the other day, like you do. You do, all do right. That. Yeah, and the restaurant was like super busy, and there was this one waitress, and it was just like that one scene from Waiting. Yeah. You know the movie. Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, I know of it. Uh, what do you mean you know of it? Uh, yeah, I haven't seen, I haven't seen Waiting. I know, I've, I've, I, everybody gives me crap for that, but. I'm sorry, what? No, I have, with Ryan Reynolds. And you like, haven't there's... seen Waiting? No, is it, is it, wait, hang on, is, is Waiting the one with Ryan Reynolds, or is it the one with the broken lizard people? Because there's two about restaurants. Uh, I'm, s- what? <laughs> I know, I know, and I haven't seen either of them, so I'm not really sure why I'm mentioning the other Waiting one. Waiting is the Ryan Reynolds movie, and you even brought it up in our last episode. I can't believe you haven't seen Waiting. Oh, did I? You've been was, a waiter before. I have been a waiter before, yeah. And you haven't seen Waiting? No, I remember everybody say, uh, no, the one restaurant that I worked at for like four years in Tucson, everybody would refer to that movie. And I would just, I would, if I didn't give a crap or if I was busy, I'd just give it one of those generic, oh yeah, that part, yeah. And then just like, then they'd leave me alone. But I'd know, I'd never seen it. This and is a travesty. I guess so. Is it as, really that good of a movie? It is a fantastic movie. And as somebody who is, has been deeply involved in food service, just like you. I know. I have, and you have. It's caused my alcoholism, basically. You need to see this movie. At least it's contributed to it. I mean, the thing about the alcoholism, though, is that, like, the movie will justify it. Oh, Willie? Yes. Okay. Oh, Willie? Um, <laughs> well, if it'll Willie. Um, you yeah. know what? What I don't care what you had planned for this episode. I'm hijacking it. Wait, wait, hang it. on. No. Mm-mm. No. I am hijacking this movie. We're watching Waiting. Do you get to do this? Yes. <laughs> Is this what you feel like when I hijack the episode? <laughs> yes. Oh, so we're watching, watching Waiting. We're going to go watch Waiting right now. But, okay. Well, okay. Good, because now I'll, I'll know all these references and all these stupid catchphrases that people say to me. You're going to love it, I promise. Okay. All right, I let's go watch. we're watching Waiting. Jeez. Hey there, Natasha. How's my favorite minor doing today? I'm only a minor for another week. Good answer. There's a time in life when you almost have it all figured out. Did I just wake up and realize I'm a loser? Yeah, man. I want to be a teacher, you know, an electrical engineer, you know, anything. Hey, could you put down the ice pick? But until then, all you can do is wait. Everybody get funky. Is everything prepared okay? How about some dessert? How would you like your steak prepared? The five-second rule! The five-second rule! Two, three! <laughs> we almost had to switch to the ten-second rule. 
most of the guys that work here like to play this little game. Yeah. You know the object, right? I mean, to have the other guy look at you next. Surprise! Ah. No girl would ever play that game. Why not? Because of this! Oh! Ah! Oh, God! It's so angry! This fall. All right, men. Zero hour is upon us. Let us seize the day! Yeah. Oh. Welcome to Thunderdome. Serve it up. You enjoyed having sex with me. Once we got past foreplay, you turned into the little engine that couldn't... Oh, what the... Dish it out. You don't get out front and start doing some work, I'm gonna fire you faster than you can say yo MTV raps. But never... This steak is medium rare. How hard is your job? Send it back. I'm gonna get this fixed for you right away. Let's go time. The first thing we do is we add a little extra gravy to the mashed potato. Um, God. Followed by a little garlic salt. That's what I was talking about. Lionsgate Films presents a comedy about an eight-hour day. We are not having sex in the bathroom. Come on. Okay. <laughs> and a lifetime of memories. We need birthday singer! Yeah! Happy birthday to you! Yay! <laughs> Waiting. I hope you enjoyed everything. I know I did. Okay, and we are back in the box office. Yay! <laughs> so, box office. Thomas, I want to talk to you about Warby Parker. Preach on. Warby Parker was founded with a rebellious spirit and a lofty objective to offer designer eyewear at a revolutionary pl- price. Wow, price. And leading the way for a socially conscious business. Warby Parker is a place where you can get designer eyewear online and use a revolutionary home try-on program. Whoa. So it works like this. You go on there. You can uh, you pick out the pairs that you want to try on, about six pairs. They'll send them over to you. And you can try them on at home for a little bit. You pick the one that you like and you send the rest of them back. Wow. Just like that. Yeah. And I don't know if you've seen people on Facebook, but some of my friends on Facebook use Warby Parker and they'll post the pictures of them with their frames that they got from Warby Parker on Facebook and get their friends to vote and weigh in on it too. Huh. Yeah. So it's really cool. So Warby Parker was started to create an alternative um, to the eyewear industry to make uh, good eyewear at great prices. They have prescription eyeglasses starting at just $95. And if you've ever bought prescription eyewear, you know that it is no small price tag. So $95 is a great price to have. Uh, You can find a new pair today with their free home try-on program, fast free shipping both ways. And for every pair sold, another pair is distributed to somebody in need. Oh, wow. Yeah. So Warby Parker, good eyewear, good outcome. Just go to bit.ly slash cscav for more details. That's bit.ly slash s-e-e-s-c-a-v. Well, I'd like to talk about um, a nice little company called Lyft. Oh, tell me all about it. And they throw a curveball at you because they spell it L-Y-F-T. What? I know. So this is no regular company. You know this is a company that's on the move. Oh, no. And it's Louisiana Fast. Oh, wait, no, that's Popeye's. Yeah, I don't think that's their oh, thing. Oh, I like Popeye's chicken. That's good. Their Cajun <laughs> sauce or their Cajun fries. Lift, good. lift, lift. Focus, lift. Anyway, okay, so Lyft launched the original concept of rideshare in 2012, which was six years ago. Now, what is this rideshare? The idea behind Lyft and the other rideshare companies, as 
many of you know, is to provide a more technically advanced, cheaper alternative to taxi services, as well as make the ride more personal by enabling you to know who it is you will be trusting to drive you from point A to point B. So, use promo code OUTCAST for a $5 off your first ride for passengers. $5 off. That's That's pretty pretty good. good. I know that when I go from my house to the airport, which is about 15, 20 minutes away, it's like $15 or so. Yeah. And I mean, that's with with relatively heavy traffic. So, I mean, you got $5 off that. You're getting a, a, what, a $10 ride to the airport? I was going to say, most of my Lyft rides end up being around $10. So, that's like a 50% discount. I'm liking that, too, especially when you go to the airport, because then you're having to pay for parking, Mm -hmm. which, unless you don't want to, like, park five miles from the airport and then take a bus. Yeah. Then you're paying like $20 a day for daily parking. And then you still got to ride a bus. Well, just get rid of that nonsense and take a lift. And take take a freaking lift, guys. And right? use promo code OUTCASTS. Okay. And get it cheaper. So we just watched Waiting. Yes. And Thomas, since I hijacked Waiting, or the, no, I did not hijack Waiting. I hijacked this episode. We're making this film my way, guys. I'm hijacking <laughs> This is my film movie. now. Um, you, that means that you need to give me a synopsis. Oh, God. So I guess I really haven't done this ever, ever, ever. I think I made you do it like once. Maybe. Maybe. Yeah. Oh, geez. Well, I should have paid attention to the movie now. Um Mm, darn you paid attention i did and you know i first of all i didn't know how old of a movie this was uh now i say old as in like oh it's from you know whatever year you think is old but 2005 i thought this maybe came out a while ago i mean that was 13 years ago yeah i mean this movie's 13 years old and i i had always thought this movie maybe coming out like in like the early 2010s or something like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but 2005, I mean, I was like 14, 15 years old and this came out. It holds and, up well. Yeah, it, and it does. And and the way that it was shot, you could tell that this was kind of like on a B-movie budget, mm-hmm. you know, kind of deal. And it, it, it embodied um, the kind of, you know, 2000s kind of douchebag kind of, you know, uh, uh, guy movie that you have or whatever. Um, it wasn't necessarily a guy movie, but it, it did definitely have these little nuances of that that type of weird pocket of culture that we had during those like two thousands years. Which is it's such I was like popped polos and a lot of layers exactly, and like Dane yeah. Cook. Uh and Dane Cook, of yeah. course. You know, this just and very he was kind in of it. like and he was in it in this very kind Small of role. Yeah. So I mean and I always I always hated that that was like those were like my golden years like like that that decade and then this decade that we're living in I mean my teenage years and 20 years that's usually when people would consider their prime years and I don't know how to like say that like oh the 90s were so great oh the 80s I had the time of my life but like what would I say like when I was in high school oh the 2000s that just doesn't come off the tongue yeah right? you know what some people call it though which I really like what the aughts that just sounds idiotic. The early aughts. The aughts. Yeah, because think. like back at the turn of the century in 1900, that's what they called it was the aughts. So it's coming back 100 oh, years later. The aughts. The aughts. Yeah. Okay, huh. Mm-hmm. I feel like, mm, yeah. I'm into it. Okay, well, I mean, yeah, let's bring it back. Okay, the aughts and then, mm-hmm. but then like the tens. Yeah, that, that just I sounds don't fucking stupid. Know. Yeah, I, I mean, know. it's just like the tens. Anyway. So uh, what is this movie about? So, okay, so <laughs> this is about, I don't know how... I mean, every single person from the director to the freaking caterer, um, caterer, um, had to have been involved in the service hospitality industry at some point because it, it really did capture 
all of the, uh, the, the, the details behind being a server. Um, so anyway, you start off by having Ryan Reynolds. He's kind of the, the senior server there. Uh, doesn't really have any ambitions or anything like that. He's just kind of the, uh, the kind of jackass that's, that's working there, kind of big headed, arrogant guy. And he's, uh, he's showing this one, um, uh, trainee, new guy, um, uh, the ropes and just kind of taking them around the restaurant, introducing everybody and everybody has, you know, their own distinct little personalities as restaurants do, which is so mm-hmm. bizarre. I mean, I feel like anywhere else, you know, you kind of work, you have just kind of a very broad stroke of people, but you know, with, with restaurants, I mean, everybody's so very distinct and different. They do um, attract characters yes. somehow. Yeah, yeah, I know. Very kind For of, sure. you know, and, and you do have to be a certain kind of person to become a server because mm-hmm. You take so much crap from people. You're always rushing and in the weeds. And then you still have to like put on this like fake two-faced charm when you come to people and be like, yeah, it's like, you know, I can see how all these like people that are aspiring to become actors have to be like servers, you know, or, or default to being servers as they're like trying to make their way. Because yeah. What, what a great. Because you're acting. You're, you, I mean, you have an audience. I mean, mm-hmm. some, sometimes you literally have like a 10 person audience. Yeah. And you have to like, you know, uh, enunciate and project. Yeah. And like really like have this kind of like charm and presentation about you and like you're selling something and, and everything like that. So, and, what are our personalities? We got like the Playboy jackass, which is Ryan Reynolds. Yep. You got the new hire guy who is quiet. Who, uh, it, it, they don't let him talk. <laughs> the whole movie. That's yeah. the ongoing joke. Every time he opens his mouth, somebody interrupts him, which yep. is great. Um, you have... You have kind of the passive, subtle guy, which was Justin Long. Um, yeah. He's kind of... No, he's the one who's lost and doesn't know what he's doing with his life, though. Yeah. That's like his struggle. Yeah. And then he's and he's kind of like the kind of the... The Rock, but yeah. then again, doesn't really care. You know, he's kind of favored by the manager, but he doesn't doesn't really yeah. look at it as. Then that you have big the book, pushover, which is who? Um, Calvin. Okay, that's the guy who was he was having like pee anxiety. He couldn't yes. pee at work. I mean, but he could show his sack to other people. Yeah, <laughs> um, but he couldn't pee apparently. And that was a that was a game that was very uh, early introduced. Um, uh, what was the game called? It was just Jeez. called The Game. The Game. And it was just, like, tricking dudes into looking at your ball sack. You know, so there's a there's a game that, um, we had at a restaurant, at the restaurant that I worked at, and it was called, um, uh, Stealing Your Soul. And, uh, what you would do, basically, it was just between us guys, because if we did it to girls, we'd probably get arrested. Um, but, oh, um, yeah, no, we, if somebody was, like, doing something, and you'd come up behind them, you'd put two fingers, and you'd... You'd swipe up against their their ass crack. Oh my god, that's like awful! <laughs> and once you did that, you stole their soul. And in order to get your soul back, you had to smell their fingers. Ew! Um, so like, and you had to do it like in a public place. And usually, the the joke was that you know somebody would walk in and you just have one dude smelling another dude's fingers. And they're like, what the hell are you guys doing? He's like, I'm getting my soul back. Man. Oh, my God. But then you can do it to the other person. It's and then... just like the movie. Exactly. Because they showed each other their balls yeah. in the movie, which was also gross and hilarious. Yeah. And, so, um, and that was the ongoing thing. Yep. So we, I, Someone I, else. Then we have the underage slutty girl. And then we have the just hostess. the slutty girl. Yeah. Lesbian bartender. That's slutty right. bartender. God, they're all slutty, aren't they? Yeah, well, God. <laughs> but they were all different kinds of sluts. Mm. And you know what else it reflects? What? Everybody at every restaurant is fucking each other. Yeah, it's basically they just, just a, all a, a are. Like, just they're just a, always... Orgy. 
just like in the walk-in. They're just all dating. Yeah, it's just like a, a Roman bathhouse in the <laughs> gross in the in the walk-in. Oh, well, I hope not. Yeah, and just yeah, don't get the 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 mushroom soup. Um, <laughs> Yeah. Anyway, all right, so then what happens? What else? So after he kind of goes and shows the trainee the ropes and everything, you get people's little characteristics. You see Dane Cook in the kitchen. You see Anna Ferris, which I had no idea she was in this movie. Yeah, um, a lot of big names. And you even have that kind of, you know, there's always somebody who has, like, the relationship like, yeah. in, the, in the restaurants, and there's some drums behind it. Um, but uh, anyway, so after... You see, it's such a great setup too. Um, such a great way to like introduce um, the restaurant and the characters is like to have this kind of this shadowing, training, this training, yeah. everything like that. Yeah. Um, you know, some people could say that it, it might be a little heavy handed, but you know what I think is heavy handed is when you're just kind of you know not like accepting the forcefulness of introducing characters. Mm-hmm. Um, and well, it was. I wouldn't say it's heavy-handed because it's realistic. Because yeah. you really would have a trainee and then walk around and introduce the trainee to everybody. And that's what I'm saying. Know? I'm saying it's yeah. not. It's not heavy-handed at yeah. all. And um, so I, I like. I thought that was a great setup uh, for everything. But so once that all got out of the way, then you really did dive into um, you know the the kind of life of a, of a server. And you got those just horrible, horrible people, uh, just annoying people. And, um, you know, you had you had two instances, which I totally have had that uh, happen to me, which was like the tip where they left the, the money. And um, oh, it was like, yeah. yeah, it's all yours. And it was and like dollar seventy like, or yeah. something. God. And the guy like chased him out of the, the, yeah. you know, the restaurant saying, hey, you need this more than I do, which is such a great line. And I've heard that line before. Yeah. You know, um, and I just never made the connection. A lot of these lines that, and a lot of these situations that I've heard of and i guess just they got it from this movie um or it's just always been around and they just kind of capitalized on those things but i think a lot of it now you know how my life is because i hear lines all the time and then now i watch movies and i go oh that's what that's from because that's what you were doing the entire time we watched the movie you were like i didn't know that was from this (laughs) and i was like i know i know i mean mean, you're like i'm your father oh that's star wars It's that bad, guys. No, I'm just joking. Um, yeah, I know. That's that's. I guess now that's how I feel. I'm getting. I'm getting a very good insight on your perspective now, right? And I feel like um, we're closer because of it. So, what were some things that you liked about the movie? Well, I really liked how. Um, again, each character was very true to itself, uh, to themselves, as far as a real life representation like the manager you know the just kind of fat bald pathetic guy who, like lifer dude yeah like, I he's just gonna like, work there forever it's just and it's just like why are you like what there there have been some managers that you know obviously the money hasn't been that great for them um unless they just have this warped sense of money where it's like okay so you're here not for the money but you're here what for like the pride of the job or some shit like that <laughs> and it's just like why why are you here i mean cuz like like the restaurant that they were it was like this just crappy like dive it's called shenanigans shenanigans which i love which i feel like super troopers could sue <laughs> um um but um Anyway, I'll, and and like just even like his line about when he was towing the vehicle, like it's yeah. the principle of the thing. Like, yeah, you know, it's total, total, just like middle aged, just pathetic manager type type crap. And then, um, you know, I liked how again there were very distinct personas. You know that that one 
kind of really angry girl or whatever. Naomi. Naomi. She was yeah. my favorite character. So Naomi that. was the character that she was just very angry, very uptight, always muttering under her breath, yeah. a stream of profanities. Yeah. And also like the only one that thought that she actually knew what she was doing around here. And then she would round the corner and put on this like sickeningly uh. sweet smile for her customers and be like, Oh, how's everything going tonight? Okay. And then turn the next corner and be like, these yeah, fucking go- bitches, yeah. fucking Sunday. Okay. Whatever. Fucking I'll get you a Sunday. Yeah. yeah. I'll get you a Sunday. <laughs> so she was great. I think that, Naomi is the character that I relate to the most I, I when I work you, in restaurants. I see you being a Naomi. See, who, who do you think you are? See, I don't know. That that's that's a, that's a good one because like I didn't really I I felt like I'm the male version of Naomi too mm-hmm. because like I've worked at two different I've worked at like three different restaurants, but the majority of them for the majority of the time they had like a closed off kitchen uh-huh. where like you could really go back into the kitchen like they had it waiting and really just like at the top of your lungs just, just cuss like somebody out at people yeah and and then i and then i remember i worked for a restaurant that had an open kitchen that was just like right out in the middle of everything and i was just like what do i do with myself <laughs> i have all this pent up anger and energy i feel like i'm just going to drive my car off a cliff on my way back to home so you know so for those that aren't um sorry were you finished answering okay so for those that aren't like familiar with the the restaurant industry um it is a service position Uh you know and in being a service position a lot of people have this mentality of the customer is always right which i don't know who came up with that but they were uh terrible to come up with it because people come in with this mentality of being very uh entitled right and so it can lead to some stressful situations not to mention that you're under stress to turn your tables over so you can get more customers in and make more money for the restaurant right so you're busy and then you have the line cooks which i've been on both sides of this you got the line cooks being just general jackasses but also busting their asses to get the food out so then usually when you're cooking and somebody comes up to you and they're like where's the thing for table number four you're like i don't fucking know like what i made it already Uh you know and so you're like i don't have time for words i'm making food so um, I remember uh, cooking in one kitchen and a girl came up and she was like, so this table over here, the guy said that, you know, he was waiting for his soup. And then all of a sudden the girl said that. It, and I was like, what do you want? Yeah, like, just, Stop. I, I don't like, need a story. I don't need your story. What do you want? Yeah. Like a new soup? Yes. No. Like uh, yeah. just two words, you know, you, you just don't have time. But anyway, so these people get under a lot of stress. And so it's, it's, uh. I think what's really uh, unique that I think Waiting captured is that they all are at each other's throats at some points when they're really busy. And then they're all like, all right, let's go have a party later. Like, it's like you get so busy and you're like, fuck you, fuck your mom. I'm going to fucking kill you. You come back over here, motherfucker. I'm going to fucking take this, you know, whatever. And then like, as soon as it's not busy anymore, you're like, hey, great job, everyone. That was great. Good job. All right. Let's have a round of beers. Yeah. So it's just like a very unique situation where... You simultaneously hate and love everyone you work with at the same time to the nth degree. Yeah, it's it's weird. And and uh, you know it was there's pros and cons to having an open and closed kitchen because I, I yeah I would get into it with some of the cooks yeah. like right now. Um, you know because you know especially as a server you know I almost envy the cooks because they never do have to put on that phony yeah fake crap with with anybody yeah you know? and that's and, why I always like being a line cook. 
And, and you know, the customers, I, I really do feel like there should be like a mandatory freaking restaurant etiquette, <laughs> you know, just uh, injected into our public school systems <laughs> because the people who do not know how to yeah. order in restaurants yeah. and do not have the etiquette are just terrible. I know. Well, they used to have etiquette school. Why not yeah. anymore? You I mean, know, it's like just, it's such a shame. They, they should. But I mean, like, uh, first of all. You know, don't don't have a ten party walk in with all separate tickets and at you know twenty minutes before closing. You can't do that. Don't you know like you know a lot of these people they don't know like if if you read the restaurant if you're like busy and your waiter's like sweating and like running around don't just like start a conversation with them like oh I'm here for the service like honestly I I can't imagine me ever going to the restaurant being like I want to go to this restaurant where I eat food just for the service mm-hmm. like I I want to be entertained yeah. I want to be charmed by somebody the food oh uh, you know it could be good or bad but I want to be charmed Does by that somebody. Happen to you? before oh yeah as a waiter they, they're just like i mean i i like i have to entertain these people i have to like like I, i'm like, like they're do a dance i'm like their concierge or something like that concierge um for like the phoenix or the city of phoenix oh or the city God. of tucson it's uh. just like oh so what's good around here i'm like i don't this place that you're eating at right now i don't know you know it's like oh yeah i'm just like i'm I, sometimes i get like uh, like like life stories from these people oh my god and i have to like just really interrupt all right so i'll, I'll get that as appetizers <laughs> right out to you and it's just like oh god some people just need someone to talk to and you're like it's not so. me <laughs> just not 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 a, somebody who's busy that's you know? why i always liked working as a line cook because people know like not to get in your way because yeah. you're busting your ass and you don't have to talk to customers. Yep. And it's fun because it's just a really, you get a really good sense of a job well done afterwards. Once you clear that ticket rail, so the rail with all yeah. the tickets on it, like once you clear that ticket rail, oh my God, that is like the best high in the entire world. <laughs> like I don't even know how to explain it. Um, all right. So we went off on a tangent about restaurants. Was there anything that you disliked about the movie? Um... I what what I dislike about the movie. Um, it's okay if there was nothing. It's a perfect movie in my eyes. I know. You know, I I, I was a little derailed because I kind of a little bit did what you do do with movies, which is <laughs> I looked up a bit of information ah. on it beforehand, and you know, I got a thirty-one on Rotten Tomatoes. Rude. Which, I mean, you can. I mean, it did say come out like two thousand five, though. Yeah, I, I I will say that beyond the main cast, I I felt like it was a little. Um, campy at times, like the like the the tables that they would have, like I I don't know. I feel like it was a little like who did where did they get some of these like extra players or whatever? Yeah, I mean, it, it almost made it um, because the the quality of I mean the movie. I mean yeah, it's a B movie. It was a three million dollar movie, which I mean that is like a low low budget. Yeah, um, you know, and and also thought um, Anna Ferris could have been a little bit better. I don't know. I don't know why. Like, I, she she had scary movies under her belt, and she seemed like this was like her first movie or whatever. Mm-hmm. She didn't have much of a dynamic with her character. Yeah. Um. But no, I mean, it was. I mean, for what it was. I mean, you go into this movie kind of expecting a certain something. Um. And uh. And I liked it. I thought it was. I thought it was good. It, it made me think of other restaurant movies like um, Cook with John Favreau. Uh huh. Or no, Chef. 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 That's called. Yes. Yeah, Chef. Oh God, I love that um, movie. You know, um, uh, what other good restaurant movies are there? I totally forget. Um, but anyway, yeah, it did, it did remind me. Of, but yeah, there wasn't there wasn't a whole lot that I, I didn't dislike about it. Um, and I'm glad I saw it because there's a lot of references that uh, that now I know where they came from. 
and now I gotta. I don't know. I got to get other people to watch it too. So it's, that was a good, good choice. I, I'm glad you you hijacked this episode. I'm glad I did too. And to our listeners out there, if you want to know exactly what it's like to work in a restaurant, I think that watch this that movie, movie paints a pretty good picture, yeah. and uh, it covers every single subject of working yeah. in a restaurant. So yeah, I mean, it, uh, and I'm, even, they're not all like that. But if you work in enough restaurants, you will see all of those things. Yes, I think I've it, seen every single one of those things happen. And if you think that there's a scene that maybe is exaggerated or over dramatic, it's not. Yeah, exactly. It, I mean, it, it's 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 pretty dead on to the the waiters' reactions and the the customers that you see. Yeah, I mean, some of the like I remember what was that that one like lady with the can I speak to your manager's haircut yeah um she's like this is the fourth time that I've eaten here, yeah and it's the fourth time that the food has been terrible I was like why are you eating here four yeah. times if you yep. think the food but is people so terrible? actually do that people do that and it's just like you know they think that there are some people out there that think that server means servant yeah and that's not really the case uh I'm not your slave and you know I don't need to like you know take your crap or anything like that i mean yeah i guess you know you're tipping me or whatever but i mean it's just like you know whatever anyway i mean i guess i would say that all of those things do happen in restaurants but maybe not always all in one day yeah because this movie does condense it down to one day so that's that's where it might seem outrageous but like the thing is like it's not because those things all do happen so and i mean there there, i you know what i noticed is that there was a sequel to waiting there was and i've never seen it actually yeah and it came out it wasn't like some stupid like thing like that came out 10 years later it was it was like three years later yeah so it was like almost kind of like a natural sequel and then there are some names in it too. Really? Um, I'd yeah. be interested to see it because I've never, never watched that one. So. And I would like to, you know, I think I think that that would be like a good series to have like one, like you know, episode per like crazy table because I've had so many tables that mm-hmm. have just been terrible. Um, I tell you one story that I had. I remember um, I was working prom night. Yikes! Oh my god! You need to avoid prom week when you're a server because <laughs> guess what? Your clients are they're a bunch teenagers. of teenagers who don't know how to uh, order or tip. Woo! And I remember I they're had like I have ten dollars. What will that get me? No, seriously, I had this one girl pull me over and she's like, "How much is a Dr Pepper?" I'm like, "Oh god, <laughs> oh no." Um. Anyway, so uh, it's uh. I have a whole lot of other stories. It's it's one of those things where there's so many in my head I can't like pinpoint yeah. them. But anyway, you know, I I think it was good. Um shall we go on to our ratings? Sister? Yes, let's go on to our ratings. How many nut sacks would you get? No, I'm joking. Um <laughs> how many um I don't know, how many shenanigans would you give this? What would you, what would you say? What's what was kind of a theme? I don't know. I don't know either. How many uh how many 86s would you give this? I don't know. That's too, that's like too deep in the lingo. It's too jargony. Let's, um, let's say like, um, what about just like tips? Cause like wait, many, like tips, you know? How many tips? Like getting a tip. Okay. Do that. You know? Sure. It's like when you're a waiter, you get a tip. Do you? Don't you? Yeah, I guess so. God, I need to start becoming a waiter again. <laughs> how many Get tips? Those tips. How many tips would you give this movie? So, given what it is in the confines of this type of movie, I thought it was pretty decent, and I really did think that they uh, uh, embodied this little niche. Kind you of laughed out culture. loud. I did. I did. So, yeah. I mean, I'd probably give it maybe high sevens. 
high sevens out of ten tips. That's it. Maybe like a seven point nine or something. I mean, it wasn't you know the best movie or the best comedy. There are funnier movies out there, but I I, I liked it. Uh, there were some kind of silly, stupid parts, but you know it's a silly, stupid movie, so. Um, but yeah, I'd probably maybe give it like a 7.9. Well, this is one of my favorite movies. Oh, It's a fond place in my heart because it's a true, true docu-film, documentary about (laughs) the restaurant industry. And so for that, I am giving it a... 10 out of 10. Wow, a 10 out of 10. Yep, yep, yep. The winner's circle, this one. But what about the diversity? I know, but it's just all true, though. (laughs) But it's all true. That's the thing. I know. Like, it was sexist, but it's that's all true. I know. Because that's how it is in restaurants. I know. So, um... That's, yeah. Okay. All yep. right. So there cool. you go. There, there you have it. There we have it. Yep. All righty. So. And Ryan is Bay. We got to, like, not do any more Ryan Reynolds movies, though. Yeah. No. We got to take a break from the Ryan Reynolds movies. Yeah. Deadpool waiting. Whoops. Yikes. Um, I do love him, though. But anyway, so um, that has been our show, then, I guess. Has that been a wrap? Uh, almost. Why am I stepping on your lines? I this, know. This you, I hijack the movie. You think you can step on my line? Hello. <laughs> so, um, big thank you again to the Scavengers Network for having us on a host of other great shows, such as Spooky Spouses with Jordan and Lindsay, where they talk about uh, spooky things and also the fact that they are spouses. Yes. Uh, we uh, can be found on Twitter, on Instagram, on Facebook, FB. and hey, if you like us, go ahead and tell a friend and give us a like rate and subscribe over on itunes we would appreciate it very much yes now uh yeah that's gonna do it for us i guess I so, so i have been your host morgan spatola i've been your co-host thomas jernigan thank you so much for listening and that's a wrap Woo.